Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week four. The Bear, how are we feeling today? I'm kind of bitter right now. Shocking, right? I just hate the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants were put on this earth to make me miserable. They're, they're the bane of my existence. I shouldn't have to be sweating the Dodgers division bet. I shouldn't have to be sweating the Dodgers win total. Yet here I am. I numbers. You're not, that's not usually you. Oh, it's 103. And they, st- despite, despite being five and 12 in extra innings and under 500 in one run games, they still might get to, to, to 103. Still wow. might get there. But the freaking Giants are 28 and 15 in one run games and like in 19 and five in the last 24. I should not have to be sweating this. But yet uh, I am. But you are. I am. I can't start looking ahead to week four without looking back on week three because it ended or actually no I think the San Jose State yeah I stayed up for San Jose State that ended a little how about that how the hell did Hainer stay in the game man it is I've been trying wow. to categorize this right and I because I texted you we were trading texts I texted Scott after after that game obviously I know everybody's jokes they're gonna say they couldn't see it because it was on the Pac-12 network I watched it it's the right. best September non-conference game I've watched in a long, long, long time. It was incredible how both teams kept answering. And I was, I'm watching the live line, and UCLA gives up a field goal. You know, they come out. It's 23-10 at half. They come out. They score a touchdown, 23-17. And I want to say around the seven-minute mark, Fresno is live minus 180, 185. They kick a field goal to go up nine, and it goes down to 160. So I jump on that, and sure enough, here comes UCLA. And then there's a fourth down stop, and there's a ball given right back, and then the fourth quarter is just absolute bananas. I mean, the defenses were totally shredded, but just the ability of both teams to come back and forth at each other, I, I there was – Two times late, I thought UCLA was going to be like, I thought they were going to pull it out. I really yeah. did. And Once they Hainer, scored the final touchdown, I thought, I thought they would, they, it was over. And Hayner just kept coming down, and they found something in that defense where UCLA just had miscommunication and guys not in spots where they were and just kept going vertical. I thought Fresno did an unbelievable job at the beginning of that drive, getting the ball and getting out of bounds. They, 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 were, they were so precise. Um, a, a credit to their coaching staff and players for knowing the situation and having a chance late in that game and pulling it off. But yeah, I can't say enough about that game. It was it was that good, uh, and I'm 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 sorry to people that that didn't get to watch it, couldn't or didn't. Um, but that got us to a tech a tweet from you that said Fresno State arguably the best Power Five team. Right. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I think you have to make that case, don't you? 
I, I, and that, and that, I'm, I'm here for that case. I'm here for that discussion. Who else is in that discussion that you would consider? Well, you have to remember that BYU is not group of five. I think Fresno, what they've done so far this year, beating UCLA on the road, nearly beating Oregon on the road, mm -hmm. blowout win over garbage Connecticut. To me, that's more impressive than anything Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati has done. I mean, Indiana should, I mean, give Cincinnati, Cincinnati won the game. Yep. Indiana probably should have been up 21 nothing in that game. And then the horrible targeting call on McFadden completely changed that game. But again, they went out, they made the plays when they had to, they won the game. Indiana imploded, and that's what they do. And Coastal Carolina did, did get that win over Buffalo, but struggled. I look at Fresno, I, I think Fresno is the best team of the bunch. I totally get what you're saying. I think I need to touch on Cincinnati because I feel like it's a game that I spent too much time watching and I'm never going to get that time back. I need a break from watching Indiana football. I love Allen. I love what he's done with the program. But when you watch them in Penix and what they do offensively, I've never seen a guy just hold the ball forever. And it just – I think it puts so much – strain on his offensive line his receivers are obviously trying to win down the field he gets his arm batted all the time on third down like shallow routes that are just hitting the ground and you said it indiana should have been up 21 nothing in that game and they weren't and i mean the, the place was rocking and i give cincinnati credit they could have laid down and they kept fighting obviously the, the targeting call did turn the whole thing out i thought dusty Dvorak calling the game was all, was all over it. He and, was great and, with that. And mentioned it at, you know, coming out in the second half saying, this is where the whole game turned around. Because I think it was 14 nothing, right? And then Cincinnati gets that, that, that late interception by Penix is just, it's unacceptable. You can't do that stuff if you're going to plan on winning these teams. So I give Cincinnati some credit for hanging in there. And I know the issue that lies ahead for them because when you look at Indiana, and now you look at their schedule, I don't know if they're going to make a bowl. Cincinnati, to, to, to hang on that win as, as what we thought it might be, you know, going into the season. Now, you were on Indiana under from the start of the year. You, you called it, saying last year I, I think was one of, the, one of those, you know, fortunate seasons, and, and they, they, they made the most of it. But when I look at Cincinnati and I look at, you know, obviously what, you know, Notre Dame has Wisconsin this week, and then they go to South Bend to play Notre Dame. Notre Dame is as beat up as anybody on the injury front. And I just worry about Cincinnati's path where we thought they had these two games that were going to be monstrous. And now they don't look really enticing. And with this Fresno steam coming, it's a real interesting point you bring up about Fresno now because of what they've done. I still have Cincinnati there because – I know the schedules are different, and and, we, and that's going to get bigger as we go. And then Cincinnati, you factor in a Dylan Gabriel injury. Like, it doesn't look great. I, I'm totally with you. I have them neck and neck right there. And that's the thing. I think if you look at the Mountain West and the American, like, is the American definitively better? No. I don't – I mean, no. Wyoming, Wyoming looks like a really good team. They're undefeated. Utah State looks much better uh, with the transfers and, and the coaching changes. San Diego State. Uh, is, is what they what they normally are. Boise got screwed out of a win last oh, week, in, in, a, in, in that we, and let's not even go on that. You can put Oklahoma State at the top of the list of the most unimpressive 
three and zero teams in the country, but hey, they're three and zero. They won the games. I would not automatically say that the American is better uh, than the Mountain West. Not right now. No, no way. No way. There is that, and I, you know, Cincinnati, what they have ahead of them, and it, I think it's just fascinating to play out. And and we talked. I, I brought up Fresno in the season win totals at you the did. beginning of the year, and I said I love every single thing about them. Do they have enough to withstand the schedule? Uh, I love the quarterback. I love the, I, if you're looking for a head coach, DeBoer's got to be at the top of your list. So what, how fine-tuned his team is. You bring up the, the, the game in Eugene. I, I, was, I was on him that week and just brought up the scenario about an early game at Autzen. I understand Thibodeau got hurt and Fresno benefited from that. But it, is, it has been a, a jump start to the season from the boys from Fresno. So with that, I would figure you're going to give out UNLV plus the 31, right? Fresno, big letdown spot. It's got to be UNLV or, not, or, or pass, right? I see what you're saying, but I watched that Fresno-Iowa State game. UNLV. UNLV. They're awful. They are. I'm, I'm, I'm more leaning to pass than anything, yeah. Okay, all right. I got you on a pass there, all right. Stay yeah. tuned, though. Stay tuned. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, I have a uh, uh, something to say that um, I want your take on. Yes, sir. I thought the atmosphere at the Swamp was better than Happy Valley last Saturday. What? It was not. Just because you were at Happy Valley. Well, I was, but it was it was still better. Mm, I don't. It I was. Know. I don't know. Okay. I think the optics of everything made it better too. Night game, dark. Uh, everyone in white, loud. Okay. I'm not with you. Sorry. All right. There's people out there that are with me, though. Do you think any less of Bama? No. Okay. This is like a, like the one of the biggest like ridiculous hot take knee jerk reaction overreact. Like they went on the road, didn't play their best game, and beat a top ten team. Yep. Like like you're not going to win every game by three touchdowns. Do you and like Florida's? And by the way, I and and people I'll, of course the. Uh, insecure Bama fans and everything on Twitter all of it. like what a job by freaking Mullen man I mean that guy playing with he the quarterback who cannot who couldn't throw it I should say can't mm. throw the ball who is not suited to be a pass first offense mm. using legs and the running like that guy can call that guy can, can game plan man here's my take but hey he has a buddy but hey he hasn't beaten Alabama so he's overrated Oh, who, has been, who has beaten Alabama? <laughs> Nobody beats Alabama. So that's that's the standard to be good. Oh, you, you can't be. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, <sighs> I I will say this. Now, I know this Ole Miss thing is is catching a lot of steam. And oh, Corral's, it, Corral's already won the husband, haven't you heard? I, I, and, and, and listen, I mean, they've been tremendous, um, you know, and, 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 and they've, they're as fun to watch as anybody in that league. 
But in back of my mind, I'm almost thinking like that was the time to get Bama. A, a kid making his third star all-time at quarterback on the road in that environment. The linebackers from Alabama put in a predicament time after time by Mullen, whether it was the speed option, whether it was riding to side. I just they, – they were not good, and I do not – want to know what happened in that film session with them and, and, and old Nick uh, watching that one because it was not pretty watching that one back. Uh, and that's what I think. Like, that Alabama's not going to be that bad. I mean, guys running into each other when they're trying to blitz. Uh, defensive tackles going the wrong way and running into each other. It was not pretty and not uh, succinct to a, a Nick Saban defense. So, it is, it is uh, really interesting to come out. I do have Alabama circled this week because I do not think that much of Southern Miss. Um, but but when, uh, you know, I, I saw our boy McElroy making some headlines in the Happy Valley uh, with his comments about Penn State. And this I mean, is – I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I missed this. Well, oh. I missed this. Oh, he said – I believe he said Penn State would be the sixth or seventh best team in the SEC. sixth or seventh or maybe he said fifth or sixth so with that is the conversation okay. around auburn mm -hmm. and what, what you a, thought of, what I mean, a terrible terrible uh play call on fourth like a terrible series there at the end of the game you throw a call or execution both everything it was almost like they called that play with one purpose to get a pass interference call like that had zero chance of mm. succeeding okay um with that where where do you have auburn were, were you kind of where you expected uh yeah maybe a little bit better than what i expected i big they, they can run man they, they yeah. can run the football mm -hmm. uh they, they're they're gonna get somebody i think in the sec they're going to they're going to be a problem. I think I, I was I was I was a little bit more impressed than I than I thought I would be because I really didn't know what to expect off of playing Akron and Alabama A and M or yeah I I just I love the look of them they just more buttoned up with Harson in control I think if Gus is still there they get they get wiped uh, with all that that comes with that so with that the big one this week obviously the ranked teams it's three thirty. It's CBS. It's 7 A&M against 16 Arkansas at Jerry World. And I, this one's tough, man, because when, when I think about it, all I could think about is the, the A&M defensive line and, and what they've done. And being in Boulder and the losing Haynes King and them just saying, you're not going to get a yard. And then they come out and take care of business. Last week against New Mexico, they let Calzada throw it around a little bit because Arkansas is not going to be able to push around AM like they did Texas. And I don't think they expect to, um, but that, that's where it is to me. And, and when I look at it as a whole, I think it's going to awesome atmosphere. Obviously, it's nine straight for AM in this series. And you got to think if there's a time for Arkansas, it's this. I just – I'm not sure about K.J. Jefferson against that A&M defense. I would lean under in this game. Yeah, I, this is my – of the, the well, I guess, what, three or four weeks, whatever the heck it is now for the season. 
this is my I, I hate this week. I do not see a ton on the slate at all. I would uh, tend to agree with you. Uh, you got to remember though, these Arlington games have been weird yes. in this series. Like very weird. Most of they've all either gone to overtime or been decided in the uh, in the final few minutes. Uh, I would lean towards laying the points because I agree. I think the best unit by far on the field uh, is the A&M defense. And I know you have to respect Pittman and uh, mm-hmm. he, he is no as an offensive line coach to, mm-hmm. to kind of coach those guys up and figure something out to slow them down a little bit. But, but I, I think with Spiller and I think with the A&M defense, uh, I, I would lean towards A&M in this game. All right. And that's at five and a half right now for uh, over under 47 and a half. Really, really uh, big game with uh, some some following week implications. Uh, yes. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yes, um, I think it is a game with significant game day implications. Mm, mm, wouldn't, mm, wouldn't, mm. Have, wouldn't have said that before the start of the year. No, no. Um, you mentioned Fresno playing on Friday night. A couple I have circled uh, just to get because – Virginia football does it again last week and playing in just an absolute wild one against North Carolina. Um, they host a team that we were both on last week, Wake Forest. Uh, I still don't understand the the knowledge of the people that took Florida State last week. I, 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 I mean, and and I want to talk touch on Florida State uh, this week too because that's that's getting real stinky. Um, but Wake Forest in a big spot here. Uh, their defense is obviously going to be tested against that Virginia offense. The Virginia defense can't be worse than it was last week against Carolina. Do you have any lean for that Friday night game, uh, Wake Forest, UVA? I don't. Um, it, it feels like a spot for, for Virginia to, to come back and play a lot better. So I, I think my initial instinct would be uh, lay the points with Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually do like a Friday game. I do and too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's going in the column yet or not. Okay. I. I kind of like Syracuse at home getting six against Liberty. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Why are they only getting six? I, the, their defense has played kind of well this year. Their offensive line hasn't allowed nearly as many sacks. Mm-hmm. Like. It's interesting. Liberty has kind of been undervalued. It's like the lines have been lower than what you would have expected in some of these earlier season games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like, remember what a couple of years ago? Like, was it last year or two years ago when Liberty went on the road and was a big favorite? And didn't they lose to Rutgers or something? Like, it was. It was a game that they were a yeah. big favorite. And, and yeah, and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I kind of like the Orange defense there to to kind of hang around and maybe not win the game outright, but at least keep it close. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think now this is a two-year anniversary, right? Of the hospital bed game. That was, that, that was it, right? <laughs> Syracuse went to Liberty. I believe we got to get that on game day. That's that one. Hugh freeze up from the press box. Uh, I do want to touch it. This is, this is also why I like Syracuse. I think their run game's legit. Uh, they, this Sean Tucker, uh, he's got 367 yards, six touchdowns, averaging seven yards a carry. That's the recipe when you talk about Syracuse's defense, now people are going to be like, oh, you only beat Ohio 26-6 to week one. We didn't know Ohio was going to be this Ohio. 
Um, I think, you know, Syracuse, with all that happened last year, getting up off the deck and going to the MAC and getting a win on the road. And I watched a lot of that Rutgers game. Um, I, they battled. They battled, and we'll touch on Rutgers in a bit. But it was – I've seen, obviously, improvement. But the combination of the defense and the run game, I think, keeps Willis off the field enough to keep this keep this going. I think Syracuse has to have the lead, obviously, uh, knowing what Liberty's capable but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm on Syracuse plus six uh, in this one uh, for sure. Um, I, think, I think there might even be a six. I think I saw a six and a half out there as well. Yeah, I did six six and a half at a uh, six and a half at Westgate, six and a okay. half at Fan Fanduel. Um, All right, there might be six and a half also. Uh, six and a half Fangate, Fan Fangate, yes, hmm. uh, Fanduel and Westgate, yeah, and then six in other places. So, right, 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 say hello to. Uh, John Murray at the Westgate Superbook and ask him to take uh, Syracuse plus six and a half. Yeah. And give him a I love kicking field goals t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting noon slate um, Saturday. Um, I'll get this one out of the way. I watched Vandy against Stanford. Yeesh. Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, you watch Georgia, you see Daniels look good against South Carolina. You say what you want about South Carolina. But Georgia is is look and looks good, and that's what I you know we were on a text thread, um, and I was just talking about the Georgia defense. Everything they do when you compare it to Bama is just more crisp, and it's it's an attack style. Obviously, when was the last with, time you said that? With with what they get, uh, the, the Georgia defense is crisper than Alabama. <laughs> mm. um, but I would I would think about um, laying the thirty five there. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Uh, I see it right now. Notre Dame plus six, 46 and a half. I see a lot of six and a halves. Okay. I see six wow. and a half. Yep. That's, that's starting to make me think there because mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yes. If Jack Cohn is the quarterback for Wisconsin week one, does Wisconsin beat Penn State? Yes. I believe, I, I think you're right. Um, to me, it's 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 Notre Dame's offensive line here. I mean, they 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 lost Ooh. obviously the left tackle, um, did their best um, with different schemes and, and helping on uh, how do you say it? Carl Laftis for Purdue? Yeah, mm-hmm. that Purdue, kid, yep. that, he could play. Old uh, George, I believe they're down. Notre Dame's down to like a third string tackle, um, and that's that's what makes me think it's it, it, it's both sides of the line of scrimmage in this game. Can Notre Dame give Cone enough time? To take those – to because, I mean, you could obviously win in the secondary against Wisconsin. As Penn State showed, they needed a couple mm-hmm. big plays and they got them. I think Notre Dame has the goods to do that. Um, but we saw, you know, McElroy on the call against Florida State, Notre Dame, and, and why is Notre Dame only going three down guys when Florida State's running the ball down their throat? If Florida State's going to run the ball on Notre Dame, Wisconsin's going to run the ball on Notre Dame with Chris knowing how he good how good he is in the run game. I don't want any business of giving points in this game. So I, I guess I would take Notre Dame plus the point. I don't feel great at all about it. Um, but I think they have enough uh, to hang around. Um, I, I expect a lot of field goals um, in this game, knowing how, how stout the defenses can be. Uh, but I, I, I just – it's a sit back and watch for me. I don't really have a side. Um, I don't want to give that many points with Wisconsin, seeing how they haven't been – great offensively 
They've been terrible in the red zone. Yeah. I'm not sure it's automatic that they run the ball uh, up and down the field on, on, on Notre Dame. Uh, you, you look at the, the red zone struggles and what would they have 540 yards or something like that against Eastern Michigan. And they, mm-hmm. and uh, they only were able to put 34 points on the board due to poor execution in the red zone again. Like I, I think, I think it's an under game. Uh, I'd be looking at uh, under, I see what, four, I see some, uh, 47 46 and a half we're looking at 46 so, and a half yeah yeah so maybe, maybe you buy up maybe pay, pay pay the pay the pay the tax and buy it buy it up to 47 get that number uh yeah i i don't i don't think wisconsin is going to score a ton of points and at the same time you're going to give jimmy leonard and that defensive unit yeah an off an off week to prepare for shambles of what notre dame's offensive line has been and kyron williams inability to kind of run the ball this feels like it could be a very low-scoring game, so that I would I would be on the under here. I'm, I'm I think 24 points wins this game, no doubt. Um, I, I I don't see much happening. I I Notre Dame could spring a couple of those runs with the, with the speed they have in the backfield. That that's that's what it is to me. Is is obviously Wisconsin limiting that big play. Um, also at noon, LSU minus two and a half at Starkville. This one is really interesting. Seeing what happened last year in LSU starting a year and getting, you know, handled by Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming off a brutal loss uh, at Memphis last week. I really liked what I saw from Rodgers throwing the ball. I know it's Memphis defense. LSU's defense did get back. How about Jim McElwain? Flying into Baton Rouge the day of the game and then flying out, not even spending a day yeah. just getting in and out. That that was interesting to me. I wish I knew that before the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, LSU here, when they obviously are going to have the guys in the defensive line to get pressure. Mike Leach system built off of guys getting rid of the football and getting them in space and making plays. You love your LSU secondary, not as much as a lot of other people. <laughs> um, to me, to me, it's Max Johnson. Uh, it, it, it's he's going to be facing a defense that basically is one of those teams that comes with something different. Almost, I mean, they they adapt to who they're playing. And when you look at Max, I, I, I think I think he's a, he's a tough kid. I think he's got the guys to get the ball to, but I I, I don't want I don't like this game. I love this game. This was the first game that I saw. That, like, like there isn't a whole lot. Like this is like the only thing I know that I am absolutely playing right now, and I love Mississippi State. Uh, getting the two and a half, I'll probably I'll play them on the money line as well. Uh, look, LSU uh, going since they won the national title in in the role of favorite away from home. They're three and three, so, so they're they're just kind of. Actually, I, I take that back. I, I I read the read the note incorrect. It's a uh, three and three as a favorite, not just a road favorite. Three and three is mm-hmm. a favorite versus Power Five competition. So like they, they are okay. It's kind of an average team right now. I think the narrative is going to be uh, like you brought up the game last year got shredded. Oh, they're going to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Like re- re- revenge for what? They stunk on defense this year too. UCLA averaged almost eight yards a play. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, in be, be beating McNeese State in Central Michigan doesn't mean 
all is well there. I think this defense has problems. I think the offense has problems. Uh, I, I think the way Mississippi State got screwed out of that game last week with the terrible call by the official and the down punt, uh-huh. I think you're going to see an angry team. You hit on Rodgers. Uh, I think he's starting to get it. I think he's going to throw them all over him again. And I, I like uh, I, li- I like the bullies to uh, to get that win. So I'll, I'll take them two and a half, and I'll be taking a little money line. Okay. Uh, I mean, we talk about noon kickoffs and being ready when your team needs you. I'm sure oh, Starkville, they'll, be ready. They'll, be ready. they'll be ready. They'll be ready in Starkville. I'm not sure how much they'll be ready in, in, in Chestnut Hill. Uh, not really the big home, home field <laughs> advantage for the old BC Eagles. As they get minus two for Missouri on the road here. What a bummer about your COVID fan. Uh, it sucks. It's that so sucks. brutal. So brutal. Everything kind of lined up for them to everything to have a have like a nine wing year potentially, and, and and to lose him. And I'm glad we were on that under last week too with that BC Temple guy. Was you talked about a, a no a no sweat that worked out well yeah. last week. And that and that's what I was going to say. Like I, I think that's a rallying cry here. Um, is is BC you know going back to I think the way Halfley wants it. You know, relying on that defense. I know last week was Temple and Basilak comes in with with Coach Drink in Missouri, but I I I watch Missouri. Their offensive line is not good. Basilak's good, but he gets hit a lot, and I would be scared off a of hit laying those points on the road here. I I, I think BC could do some things. Um, I'm not touching it, but if I you know if that's an office pool game, I'd take that short home dog as you did with Mississippi State. I would take with BC um, in that one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure Missouri should be laying points on the road. Uh, I don't know if that. I don't know if that 59. That seems really high. Really. Yeah, high. like like what's what's BC's ceiling? I think point wise with, with Russell, like 24. I was gonna say, I maybe with a defensive touchdown, 27, maybe. Um, so that still gives you 30, 30, 27, exact, still goes yeah. under 59. It sure is. Um, yeah, I would. That's that's interesting. I would, I'm trying to stay away from over unders after my god awful call of, of Oklahoma and Nebraska over that. <laughs> Nothing better than a missed field goal fest when you have the over. Like you're just looking for something to get the ball back. Um, one heavy favorite I'm not thinking about much, and I'm just laying is Minnesota went to Colorado last week and won thirty to nothing. In an early kick, altitude, the whole nine, they're laying 31 to your Bowling Green squad this week. At home, I'll lay the 31 with Minnesota. Just plain yeah. and simple. Plain and simple. Yes. Plain and simple. Um, early, how about the first time Utah State's going to be on CBS this week? 10 a.m. local. That's what they got to do to get on CBS. Utah State hosted Boise State. Um Early, early out there in Logan, uh, Boise. Man, I I still can't get over <laughs> last week. That was that was a four and one week hinging on a review. That as soon as it went to review and you saw the replay of the ref blowing a whistle with his arms up, was gonna, you knew it was going to yeah. be a catastrophe. Yep, um, there was a lot of officiating catastrophe all over the country last week. Yeah, a lot of it. It's it's not great. No, not great no, it's at all. Not. Um. How about your San Jose State squad going to Western Michigan without their head coach Tim Lester? That's a uh, that's an intriguing game. I'm I'm looking forward to 
the following along on that game. I, I'm not sure I'll be able to watch a lot of it, being that I've got to go from Chicago to, to Oklahoma. But, yeah, well, Western Michigan, uh, especially off of the uh, that nice win last week mm. uh, on the road against Pitt in the, uh, the, Very uh, the, nice. the, the classic Pitt game, beat an SEC team on the road, come back north of a double-digit favorite against the, a back team. That's what Pitt does. That's why Pitt's six and six every year. I, I would lean towards it. It's interesting. I would initially, the instinct would be take San Jose State uh, and, and that running game and, and that defense uh, against Western Michigan. But at the same time, talk about that travel. You got to go from San Jose. I said that a couple of weeks ago. San Jose to Hawaii and back to San Jose. And you got to go all the way across the country to, 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 to Kalamazoo. Like that's, that's rough. Mm. Uh, you talk about body body clock being all out of sorts, but I would, I probably if I had to play this game, this run one of my pool sheets. I, I would, I take, I think I would trust San Jose State's defense in this game to uh, to get some stops and and the old veteran Nick Stark let him make a couple of plays, and I would take, I would take the uh, the Spartans. That's a two Eastern kick at Old Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo. Do you want? Anything to do with Clemson giving 10 on the road at NC State? No, I want nothing to do with nothing in that game. <laughs> uh, t- typically, I would this would be a spot where I would be all over Clemson, uh, given NC State's lack of success under Dave Duran uh, against mm-hmm. top 10 teams. But I have genuine concerns. I mean, maybe you play the under. Uh, I have genuine concern, concerns about – genuine concerns about uh, – Clemson's offense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there are issues there with the personnel. They don't have oh, that there's... slot receiver that we've talked about. Like, I think Shipley's kind of just a guy, a hype recruit, but I don't know. I think the offensive line yeah, has Clemson, problems. Yeah, Clemson fan said he was the next Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why they said that. Mm. Imagine that. Because he's from the Charlotte area and one of the reasons. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Go Come figure. Um, like, Defensively, they're fine, and I, I mean, you lose Tyler Davis now. That didn't, isn't he out now for uh, mm-hmm. regular seasons? That, that, that's a problem. They'll still be okay defensively, but uh, I, I think the, the quarterback run is kind of not of a threat. No, I, I I think offensively they have problems, and I I would be very hesitant on thinking Clemson gets this turned around uh, this week and, and and maybe this year. I, I actually. I wouldn't play this game right now, but I would actually take a look and consider maybe playing North Carolina to win the ACC. Uh, I know the Tar Heels are going to need help and need Virginia Tech to lose twice to get into that ACC championship game. But offensively last week, they, 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 they're getting it together now. Obviously the defense is going to have to play better, Mm -hmm. but I, I think in a, in, in a one-game scenario against a, a, a team like that, I, I think Clemson could be in trouble in there. And, and I think they are already last in the pecking order in terms of the college football playoff, just based on how they've looked so far, in, mm-hmm. in addition to the loss. I mean, the loss doesn't bother me as much as they lost to one of the two best teams in the country. But, but I think if you're comparing them right now to, to Oregon or both SEC teams or – uh, Penn State or like Clemson is Clemson's at that at the back I mean, at the back of the line maybe maybe Oklahoma is a little bit behind him just because of the, the but I mean 
maybe Oklahoma's a little bit ahead just because they're undefeated right now. But I think Clemson has its work cut out for it to get back to the playoff. Uh, yeah, I totally agree um, with there. If you were if you were going to take – you still think Oklahoma has the lean. If you were going to take a team to make the playoffs, Clemson, Ohio State, or Oklahoma? Of those three, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ohio State. I, I still really? Think Ohio, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I think you just woke up the producer with that comment. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think they're still – I mean, the fact that they get Penn State at home, I think it's a big deal. The Michigan game could could be a heck of a lot tougher and closer than anything that Ohio State's had to deal with in the last couple of years against, against Michigan. But I still think offensively, and, and that's another thing. I, I think as the year goes on, I think you'll probably see Ohio State continue to play a little bit more complementary type football in order to help that defense not keep it on the field as much. And, and that means for me, uh, a Trevion Henderson Heisman bet. Uh, he had 270, what, 277, 279, whatever it was mm-hmm. last week. I think they're going to continue to feed him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to put up huge numbers. And, and I think Ohio State, the possibility of them going 12 and 1, winning the Big, the Big Ten, potentially in the Rose Bowl or the national championship uh, in the, uh, the college football playoff. I think that put, put, would put Henderson squarely in the mix because if Georgia wins the SEC and goes undefeated, JT Daniels isn't going to win a Heisman. No. I mean, it's not going to be a, a Heisman winner from Georgia. You probably voters probably wouldn't vote for for Bryce Young, who I wouldn't vote for anyway, uh, off of a team off of an SEC championship game loss. Uh, I don't think Spencer Rattler is a Heisman Trophy kind of guy. Uh, like like who? Uh, Matt Corral will have a, a loss or two. Like, I, I, and I think there were a lot of people a couple of years ago who kind of regretted their vote for, for Lamar Jackson after Louisville kind of went in the tank late in the year with a couple of losses. So I, I don't know. I think, I think Henderson could be a, uh, a really good Heisman bet right now at about 51. Okay. You mentioned Michigan. 20-point favorites to a team that they had to go to multiple overtimes last year in Piscataway. We ran the vault last night, showed the 2006 game. First time Rutgers has been in a game with both teams 3-0 and or better since that night in Piscataway, and now they're catching 20 in the big house. Michigan's that good? It's, I'm surprised it's a little high. Usually when these games are – higher than I thought it would be that 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 kind of send clicks a little switch in my head and uh, I would certainly not take take the underdog in this game when, when these numbers are higher than that like I, I think it will be Michigan or pass I think Michigan's pretty good um, I, I think they are running the ball very well right now I know they haven't necessarily beat super team but Washington is a is a power five back 12 team. Western Michigan that beat Northern Illinois is terrible, but they, they, they're unlike previous years, they are moving the ball, they are scoring points, and they look competent and functional on offense. Uh, I think, I think the, the, they are just committed to running the ball. I, I think the options teams are the only teams in the country 
that actually have thrown fewer passes than Michigan. I think Harbaugh thinks that they're pretty good. And I and I think all the changes that they made on the staff, I was like, look, well, we're going to make the change, but, but this is what we're doing. I, I think that for the first time in a few years, I think they're all on the same page there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel super great about it, but but I, I would uh, I would lean towards playing the points because I think there is a little bit of a an appeal as well with the game last year and Rutgers and Chiano turned that program around and being three and zero that I could see Rutgers being a little bit of a a pop underdog. All right. Uh, I, I, I can't lay 20 there. I'd have, I'd have to take the 20, um, but it's not, it's not a play for me. I do have two, three, 30 plays. I will have one of them is the road runners only catching three at undefeated Memphis. Oh, yep. Oh, I like them this week. Memphis 17 straight. They've won in the Liberty bowl. I think that comes to an end. I think UTSA is that team. I think they have the talent. Uh, I love what Trailer's done with that program and building up from the – I mean, that thing was rock bottom when he took over. And they have – I mean, they got a belief there. And I understand, you know, yes, they went to Illinois and win. But that's a big deal for a school from Conference USA to still go do that. I'm, I imagine Illinois is not going to um, fare too well as they lost again last week. But I like UTSA. And speaking of Illinois, the team that beat them last week, Maryland. Maryland is in a brutal spot this week. Mm-hmm. All they're talking about is getting undefeated. You know, Iowa coming in on a Friday night next week. And here comes little old Kent State. Little old Kent State, who I went back and watched, battled at AM, battled at Iowa last week. And yep. I'll take the 14 and a half with Kent State all day. I think Maryland wins a tough one but I'll take the 14 and a half with Kent State. That team puts pressure on you, man, offensively. And I know Maryland, really impressive because they've lost that game a million times the last couple of years. On the road, down seven in the fourth quarter, in Champaign on a Friday night. They come back, they win. Great for them. I just think too many people are telling, you know, asking for tickets for that Iowa game, little, you know, forgetting that they got a game against Kent State. It was more than a formidable opponent. I will take Kent State plus the 14 and a half. The only thing that I would say about, and you brought up Kent State playing well, is the cumulative effect of that non-conference mm-hmm. scheduling where you've got to go to AM in the heat and face that physical running game and that defense. And then you go to Iowa and face that physical defense and that offensive line. Like th- th- that, that probably has a tendency to wear a little bit. I would mm-hmm. think on a, a team like Kent State, and maybe this could be one of those kind of you fall behind a little early, and I don't want to say you punt on the game, but it's like, all right, my, my kids are spent. Let's let's worry about uh, maybe uh, getting to the MAC championship game and winning the league. Yeah, it's um, it is a different dynamic. You bring that up with Maryland with their firepower they have offensively. I, I've said it all year. They've got NFL talent at the skill positions. They really do. And, you know, AM, you know, kind of a weird, you know, week one, you know, Haynes King's first start didn't play well. And then Iowa obviously is going to beat you with defense and strangle you the whole game. And that's what they did against Kent State. So it is a different dynamic there. I just I, I like what the Kent State offense brings to the table. Uh, I know they didn't score a lot of points against either of those teams, but going back and watching, they did some things that I think will be successful against Maryland. I said we'd touch on it. Louisville 
minus two at Florida State. Assess. Stay away. <laughs> but like, but like the, all because the game is on the board doesn't mean you need to bet it. I mean, maybe in the next. Let's get the father advice from the bear. Maybe in the next three days or so, I'll uncover something that will appeal this game as a possibility. But look, I, I, I hit on it last week. We talked about Florida State. I, we all want to see Milton do well, mm-hmm. but he's averaging like five yards an attempt. They are a mess on offense with turnovers, six turnovers last week. And and now you're just off the. It's going to probably be ugly at Doe Campbell. Oh yeah. Terms in terms of the two weeks. Yeah, the the it's already being thrown out. Oh, we fired Willie Taggart for for a lot less. I I think it's a bad situation down there, and 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 maybe Louisville kind of kind of salvaged their season last week and turned it around. I mean they're. They were oh, on, on the verge. I mean, you, you get you get a gift like that. Unfortunately, Dylan Gabriel gets hurt in the in the process there, which which sucks. Like now, all of a sudden, you're 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 confident with your offense going on the road against a defense which has given up a ton of points this year, and an offense that turns the ball over will maybe giving your offense the ball in uh, in short field position. This 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 feels like an over game to me. Uh, if if anything, because I, I think okay. I, th- I think the possibilities here are either a Louisville wins something in the line of 40, 42, 24 or something like that. They win easily, or you get one of those like 38, 35 Florida State circles the wagons in the midst of all the uh, the, the the hate down there right now, and, and you get so I, I know over is probably the the public side there, I think it's gone up from like 58 and a half to 62 and a half already. Already, yeah. yeah. So you, you haven't gotten the best number, but uh, I, I still think that's very doable in, in this game. And if I had to play one thing, uh, it would be over the 62. Okay. Um, one smelly road dog. I, I texted you, I think, on Sunday night. I, yeah. Yeah. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Nebraska. Plus five at Michigan State. Michigan State, nothing but good things. And, and they should be getting nothing but good things said about them. Going to Miami and winning. Going to Northwestern and winning. But they should be given more here. And it just smells to me. I got to take Nebraska plus the five. Oh, I, I, I don't know how many people have reached out uh, on on Twitter about this. This why is, why is Michigan State only a, a four and a half point favorite over over Nebraska, and I think it's because the power ratings see the, the the numbers from the from the games. Northwestern might stink. Yeah, might might really really stink. Yep. Uh, um, but they did win the game. An FCS game, so what? And then you're in a 17-14 game last week in the fourth quarter, and Miami turns the ball over inside its own 25 twice in the fourth quarter. So. Like it sees those things and realizes that while the final score of that game was 38 21 or whatever the hell it was, it was not a 17 point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami had four turnovers in the game, uh, empty red zone trips as well. So it sees all that. And, and I think they understand. And I think Nebraska has gotten moved up a click. And 
Look, they, they, the Illinois game was what it was. It a ter- terrible stretch with turnovers and a stupid penalty. But, but since then, they played better, and they were in that game last week uh, at Oklahoma. And, and maybe there is a, a thought now that, that Nebraska is kind of on the improve. And I'm going to wait on this game. For me, it's Nebraska or a pass. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope this number moves to six. I think it's probably going to move up a little bit because I think most people will be on Michigan State in this game. So I'm, I'm going to wait and hopefully get a, uh, a point or a point before uh, hopping on Nebraska. And if I don't get it, then I probably still will hop it on Nebraska. But, but you're right. Uh, you know, this, is, this, is, uh, this is Nebraska or pass for me. Um, Oklahoma State laying six at home to Kansas State. Kansas State got a much-needed win for another one of my season win totals last week against Nevada. They really brought the defense. I think it was 21-0 in the fourth quarter. But they're back They're back to the old one. With Will Howard at quarterback, they're back to the Bill Snyder. Let's just, let's just snap it and, and figure it out. Um, but, hey, if it gets wins, it gets wins. I – I will take away – I thought Oklahoma State showed me a little something last week. I didn't expect them to run the ball on Boise yeah, they like the they did. They ran the ball really well. And I just feel like this is it, – it, it, same thing. I, I, I don't know why um, Kansas State – I don't think they should be – I mean, I get it. They beat Stanford. That wasn't the Stanford team they beat. No, um, no, no, I'll give him crap. Quarterback, they, they the, yeah, it, it's Stanford with, with McKee is, is totally different than, than West. Um, but it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's, it's really, um, it stands out to me. I, I don't know if I'm going to give Oklahoma State in the column, but I, I am leaning that way. Really? Going to lay those points? Yeah, I think, I, 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 I think so. Um, I, I shouldn't say. I, 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 I'm leaning that way. I'm not sure it's official, but I, I, I don't – Kansas State going on the road, I believe, for the first time. Um, I think Oklahoma State uh, found a little something. Does Kentucky minus only five at South Carolina smell, knowing the success they've had yeah. in South Carolina? Yeah, and I think that's another game that's probably going to move up a little bit too. Yeah. And, and Kentucky hasn't really played its best – uh, it's it's best uh, football yet, so uh, yeah, I, I can. You know that that line is a little smelly. I agree. Uh, I'm, I said it. I'm going to lay the 45 and a half with Bama. I don't care. I'm not thinking twice. Uh, you'll be at West Virginia plus 16 and a half at Oklahoma. You think Oklahoma finds it? I don't know. To um, me, it, to me, it's it's Daggy at quarterback for West Virginia. I, I can't trust them. I, I, and now you got a night game in in um, in Norman. That's that's asking a lot. Can you get Letty Brown going? Um, I I don't. It, it's a stay away for me. If anything, I would lean Oklahoma. But I, I yeah, it's it's Oklahoma or a pass for me. Uh, I think it's one of those things you, you hit on that day going on the road mm. here. Uh, Oklahoma hasn't really been impressive offensively. Um, and defensively, they played a little better last week against Nebraska. But this is one of those games, I think, uh, 
night prime time national TV. I think this is this is a chance for them to kind of yeah get excited and and show out some. But but I, I have I do have concerns about uh, Oklahoma long term uh, moving forward in this conference once they face uh, better teams. Um. I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I love the skill guys. I, I don't like the offensive line for Oklahoma at all. Uh, you want any part of Akron catching 49 from Ohio State? Yes. You do? Yes, I do. Yes. Did you know? Remember the Sports Center? Did you know? Yeah. The, the show? Did you know? I'll, I'll do my, my voice over voice. Did you know, dating back to 1996, there have been 13 favorites of at least 49 points in games between two FBS teams. Those 13 favorites went 1-12 against the number. And going back to 1993, there are just 2-16 ATS. The last team that was this big of a favorite versus an FBS team was the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2019 when the Buckeyes did not cover as a 52-point favorite versus Rutgers. Did you know? Brought to you by... I don't know who was who's our sponsor this week. We can give them a quick did you hey, know. There you go. We'll give you, we could give you a did you, we could give you five did you knows every week on this podcast. Good. Yes, we could. Um, Carolina laying double digits at Georgia Tech after Georgia Tech almost beats oh. Clemson. Oh, what a great – like, it was one of those, it's like once they came back from the, from the delay. Yeah. Like, did, did it ever rain there, by the way? Like, I don't even think it rained, did it? I don't know. I think it was just Dabo sweating in the fourth quarter because he had the coach. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was rain or, or Dabo was sweating a little bit, ripping the headset off. Um, there's a late one out in, out in Colorado, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern kick, Florida Atlantic plus four and a half against Air Force Bear. I'm, I'm going to lay it here with Air Force. I, I look at the numbers, of what, obviously what they rush for, I know Florida Atlantic played Florida, and they played Georgia Southern. I don't think much of Georgia Southern, even though it's my favorite uniform in the sport. I just think it's a bad, a bad deal going out, going out there and, and getting a dose uh, from Air Force. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay the four and a half with Air Force there. I had nothing for you there. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got nothing. All right, UAB Tulane, anything? No. Now this is not this is not a week where I I like I like the whole a whole okay. lot. Anything in the Pac-12 late? I'm curious about the UCLA Stanford game. I'm curious to see how UCLA's defense responds. Yeah. Uh, from from that, uh, Stanford has owned this series uh, lately. Be very curious to see if uh, if, if they can uh, put together a third straight really good performance on offense surprise UCLA surprise UCLA's four and a half here yeah Stanford's got three running backs out and some returners uh the kid who's broken the big plays Pete at running back is going to get the bulk of the carries now he also returns kicks I don't know how that's going to affect um his his workload um but yeah I mean UCLA that last last year to Stanford was brutal um had no business losing that game uh, UCLA's offense is obviously, uh, I think, the best that Stanford's going to play uh, so far. And I know they played USC, um, but I think I think the world of UCLA's offense, I, I would I would lean towards. I mean, down to four and a half, I would lean there. Um, 
Stanford's first home game in a really long time, but we know that doesn't matter. It's going to be a home <laughs> game for UCLA. Um, I was surprised at USC last week going down 14 nothing. It's pouring rain sideways. They get dark come in the game. Um, he obviously goes down with, with an injury, but to, that, I, I give him some credit there, uh, find something. I don't want any part of them given 12 now with Slovis. It looks like he's going to be back a quarterback against Oregon State at home. Arizona State, uh, just a, a not great effort. What was that? Not what, good, man. 16 penalties. Yep. Four turn like, woof. Go on the road. Crazy things happen. Uh, I will I will say I almost thought about giving out Cal plus seven and a half at Seattle um, against Washington, who got up off the deck against Arkansas State. I don't want any part of laying nine with Indiana at Western Kentucky. Oh, hell no. Um, and I was thinking about taking some big dog favorites and laying the 28 with Oregon uh, against Arizona because Arizona is as bad as poop, as bad as you could be. Stinky. Stinky poop. Um, anything else? Kansas Duke, you got anything for me there? You've got to, you've got to lay it with, with Duke. <laughs> yeah. 29 and a half point Wyoming as a favorite. I wish I, I wish I could go to that game. I want to take a week off of game day and stay back and go to the rant and go watch my the mustard and brown boys. Um all right. Wyoming's a factor in that Mountain West. They sure are. They sure are. There's a couple of people too that reached out um, before the year when we were talking uh, Mountain West. I think they got some good numbers um, on them. Yeah, I think we liked it. It was it was just kind of the 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 schedule a little bit, and, and could the quarterback stay healthy? But by, yep. by the way, you talk, you, you mentioned Kansas Duke. Did you know this is the 107th time in the last 108 games versus Power Five teams that Kansas is an underdog? They've been a favorite once in the last 108 games. All right. It's time for the Big Mike Happy Recap, brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. All right. For the Big Mike Happy Recap, I'll give you a Friday night Syracuse. I'll give you Minnesota laying to 30 or 31. UTSA plus the three, Kent State plus the 14 and a half, Nebraska plus the five, Alabama minus the 45, Air Force minus the four and a half. Stay tuned to the column. Uh, I know people are always asking too about the column. It's on the chalk section, ESPN.com. It's posted Thursday late morning. Um, if you want the official picks anytime you want them, they're there posted every week uh thanks to the people at that com that that put that out for us but yeah the chalk section espn.com your big mike happy recap sir uh liberty uh syracuse syracuse plus the six uh, i am gonna take mississippi state money line and plus two and a half against Ooh. lsu i am i am also going to be on the uh utsa roadrunners plus the three uh at memphis and then i am going to wait and see uh with with Nebraska, mm -hmm. and hopefully I'm going to get it. I will take them, uh, even if it doesn't go to six, but I'm going to wait it out, and hopefully it will go to six, and then I am going to take the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill minus, what, what do we say, 12? Yeah, minus 12, uh, 12. against 
the Georgia Institute of Technology. That is at the Georgia Dome, not at on field for or on campus for Georgia Tech. Just to which, probably, which, which probably helps North Carolina quite a yeah. bit because I'm sure the yeah. people that will be headed on down now. I am sure that is the case. Anything else? Oh, sorry, 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 it's not the Georgia Dome anymore, by the way. Oh yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes, Mercedes. Thank you very much. The Georgia um, Dome has been imploded. Producer, I got nothing. I I, I agree with Bear on the uh, the Ohio State line, though. I just okay. How do you feel about winning the Big Ten East? Uh, I'm concerned right now, and and one of the concerns is where I thought I could not have to worry about, and that's the defensive line's not even getting any pressure. That has me baffled. Okay. But like you said, I'm happy Penn State's coming to us because I don't want any part of going there for their wideout because uh, like Bear, uh, Happy Valley was better than the Swamp. Whatever you guys want to say, I disagree. Um, All right. Stay tuned, Bear. You'll be in Chicago, which should be awesome, and then headed to Norman. And uh, we got some factors this week that will play into where you'll be next week. Keep us posted. We will. Before the bear takes us away, thanks again to everyone who listens. And be sure to rate, review, and follow. Plus, Organized Chaos is ESPN's newest podcast, hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Bear, take us away. Unless you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.